What's up, y'all? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Uh, obviously, it is a little early. Uh, I came from California, so, you know, it's like with the time change, maybe f- six o'clock. Um, but it's glad to see all of y'all. Um, I am here with a incredible, 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 incredibly talented group of people. On the far left, we have um, Connie of Ramis. She is uh, Unilever's head of personal care research and development. Um, then to her right, we have Dr. Michelle Henry. She's a board-certified dermatologist. Um, and then to her right, and here's what I realized. When you are known and go by one name, you truly need no introduction. You know, like you got Prince, you got Whitney, you got Sierra, Grammy Award winner. Give her a round of applause, too, as well. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so the reason we're here is to discuss what makes America sweat and why we give a damn. Because this is going to be a very fascinating conversation that has to be had. Um, Here's what I found most intriguing, and this is why this conversation is so urgent. 80% of people, they say that their life is in some way inhibited due to sweat. Let's talk about it. Um, So my first question for you, Dr. Henry, is what exactly is sweat? Yeah, so sweat is actually quite simple. So when we think about sweat, the majority of it is water. It's a little bit of salt, and it happens when we're, when we're ex- exerting ourselves. And then there's anxious sweat, which happens when we're, we're anxious or we're nervous. So that's simple. But sweating actually is a really advanced evaporation tool. So a fun fact is that humans are the best endurance runners in the entire animal species. And so people are always shocked by that because they're like, what about cheetahs? <laughs> what about jaguars? They're faster than us, but they can't outrun us, even horses can't outrun us. And part of that is because of how we sweat. It's really efficient. So um, part of our evolution and part of why we're like apex predators is that we are actually um, persistent hunters. So we would run down animals, you know, they could get, they get there faster, but we could run them down. So it's really critical to our evolution. So this is a fantastic conversation. So what you would say is that sweat does more good than it does damage. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Um, Now, Sierra, you have graced several stages. You have graced several red carpets. You have graced um, our stage right here, right now. Share one, why are you here? But also, what is like your greatest sweat-inducing moment? What makes Sierra sweat? Ooh, well, firstly, I have to say after hearing Dr. Henry talk about um, the comparison to the uh, the animal world and of it all, I mean, my level of fearlessness just went up a notch. Because <laughs> now I know, you know, I got that extra special thing over the animal. Cheated on what nothing on me. Uh, but, um, you know, I think for me, my the moments that get me, like, worked up and cause me to sweat, life in general, um, but <laughs> obviously being a mom, a mom of three, and also, you know, being a mom that's going after it, I'm on a mission to get it all and go get every, you know, to be as successful as I can be. It is a lot. Like, I feel like life comes at you, comes at you really fast. Your kids are jumping on you when you're in the middle of trying to, like, do a, call, a phone call. You're trying to do a Zoom. Your kids come running in the background of a really important Zoom. Like, you know, the moments like that are also performing, getting ready for a performance, you know, um, and also performing. You know, it gets real sweaty up on the stage. <laughs> um, so, you know, those moments definitely trigger the highest level of sweat that exists in me. 
I think my kids might have the performance sweat beat, to be honest with you. I'm like, geez. I called the mommy choirs. Mommy, 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 mommy. Calm down for two seconds. But my kids get me worked up. And then obviously life comes to you fast when you have three kids, two, five, and eight-year-old. It's just nonstop. And being on stage, uh, that, those two things, uh, I, could, I, have a, I can make buckets. <laughs> basically buckets of sweat <laughs> uh, Connie let me ask you because this is obviously very near and dear to your heart what is your personal sweat story and why have you gotten involved in this field okay sure so I think we've all I mean everyone sweats right everyone sweats it's normal it's part of our daily lives but it does cause disruption for all of us in one way or another. In particular, it can cause a lot of social anxiety and sometimes embarrassment. So really think about, I'm sure we've all experienced moments where either we've had visible sweat, right? So wetness really visible to someone, whether we're talking to on the stage, whatever that might be, you get worked up. The other aspect can also be that you feel really uncomfortable and you've got this dampness in your clothes, right? Some people experience skin irritation and other people experience body odor, all of which is super, super uncomfortable. Um, and the reason why I'm in this area is because, look, I'm an innovator and I like to create things each and every day uh, and do that together with the team of people that I work with. Uh, and what really is my passion is really translating science and technology into winning product innovation that people can enjoy. So if I feel that I've made someone's day just that little bit better or that little bit easier by raising their confidence, their health, or their well-being, that gives me a lot of satisfaction, which is what I do what I do. I love that. I, I, I quite literally have to alter my wardrobe based upon sweat. Transparency moment. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Um, when I wear, like, any outfit, I'm going to wear that undershirt. <laughs> because that undershirt is going to absorb the sweat, and I'm not about to sweat through a suit. No, I'm not. Um, Dr. Henry, let me ask you this. How often do you see patients because of sweat? Obviously, you see patients as a dermatologist for so much, but how often, is it daily, is it weekly, is it multiple times a day, are you seeing patients due to sweat? I mean, it's daily. And so I'm often educating them, like I did, that sweat is so important. It's how we cool down. It's how we thermoregulate, but it doesn't really get rid of that embarrassment. And it's not just the sweat, it's also the odor. And so I'm always looking for solutions to not only take care of the sweat, but also take care of the odor, because that's really what limits you and really what really cripples a lot of my patients socially. And I use everything from clinical strength antiperspirants to lasers for sweat to injectable Botox for sweat, but it's a big and active conversation. Sierra, is that something, because obviously, um, we know you be gracing these red carpets. She be gracing these carpets, y'all. Um, is that something that you are, thank you. Can we, like, y'all can talk back. We ain't got to be shy. We ain't got to be shy. You do not have to be shy. Is that something you're conscious of? Like, is sweat yeah. something, because we know the photo that is taken on the carpet, it will circulate. The yeah. photo that is taken on stage, it will circulate. Yeah. Is sweat something you're conscious of even when you're doing your daily Hollywood task. Absolutely. I mean, I think being able to keep the sweat in and keeping that dryness, it's just, you know, it adds to the whole confidence of like how I move on a carpet or how I move throughout a room. Like, well, if I feel like I'm sweaty, I'm like, uh-oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, it could do a little, uh, I'm talking to my assistant like, Jaden, can you go get the degree, please? Uh, you know, if I realize, too, you're ripping and running fast, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you need that protection. Like, let's just say you got out the door and you forgot to put it on, right? So 
that security is important to me when I'm doing a, I'm on a red carpet. You know, it, you do feel good when you feel fresh and you feel obviously, you know, clean, but also dry. Like there's something about that that does add a layer of confidence. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, um, and protecting the garments too, but yes. And protecting the garments. Yes. <laughs> um, Dr. Henry, I'm going to come to you and Connie for this one because there are so many myths that we have around sweat. Y'all would not realize what Sierra and I were shocked by backstage <laughs> when we were hearing some of like the different myths um, around sweat. Now, backstage, Sierra did not yet have the confidence to race a cheetah. Um, <laughs> but um, let, let, me, let me come to you, Connie and Dr. Henry, for this question. What are some of the myths around sweat that people need to be aware of and that need to be debunked? So one of the top ones I see in my office is that antiperspirants are dangerous. You know, we're all really worried about what we're putting on our body, what we're consuming, and so that's a big one. And so I always tell my patients that's not true. You know, if you look at some of the leading organizations, like the National Cancer Institute, there is not data showing that there's anything associated with antiperspirants and things like breast cancer or Alzheimer's is another one. And actually, the Alzheimer's Association came out saying that's true as well. Um, and I always tell my patients that we actually eat more aluminum every day than we are exposed to in our deodorant. So that data is not real. You don't have to feel fearful. Um, you know, we're trying to empower you to make decisions that are good for you, but information will help. Can you elaborate on that? Because quite literally when I told um, my friends about this panel after the uh, being ecstatic about working with Sierra, they were like, well, what about aluminum? Yeah. Um, can you elaborate on the myth around aluminum? Yeah. Um, and antiperspirants, yeah. et cetera. So aluminum is everywhere. You know, we're eating it in things like processed foods and like different like self-rising yeast and pickled veg vegetables. There's a lot of aluminum we're consuming and it far outnumbers what we're getting from our deodorant. So it's, it's absolutely safe. It's an active conversation. You know, lots of my patients are coming in with natural deodorants. That's not for everyone. I always tell a, a story that my sister and I were vacationing and I was like, you're trying natural deodorant again, right? Like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't quite work for everyone. So you shouldn't have to like feel fearful to try something that we have good data for. We know it works. We have great safety data. Yeah, and just building on that, if you if you look to the industry, uh, it's very, very heavily regulated, right? So uh, we are under the citrus safety standards, uh, toxicology assessments, all of which we submit to the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, and when you turn back of pack, right, the F, the, there's the monograph on the back of pack, which tells you the source of alumin, how much is in it. So it's all very transparent in there um, for folks to see. That's great. I think that's awesome to, to know, you know, because you hear about the product, using products like antiperspirants and like those stories. Like, I think that's reassuring for people to know that it is safe, right? It gives you another layer of confidence, too, for your health long term, right? The, the, the different things we put into our body or put on our body, knowing that it's safe, I think it's really good. Exactly. Sierra, did you know there were two different types of sweat? <laughs> Not before, you know, that was, that was actually what was exciting about working on being a part of this campaign is learning about anxious sweat. And when you talk about the two different types of sweat, I did not, I did not know these things. Anxious right? sweat, movement sweat, um, two different types of sweat. Yeah. And they yield very different results that y'all might want to know about. Connie, can you elaborate sure. on the difference between anxious sweat and movement sweat? Yeah, so they're very different. Um, so let's take that example of thermal sweat and anxious sweat or emotional sweat. So with thermal sweat, it's really the body's way of cooling down, which Dr. Henry talked a little bit about earlier. 
So once your body starts to feel hot, it triggers what is called the eccrine sweat glands. And these glands are actually a mixture of water, sodium, potassium that really sit all over the skin surface. And once they open up and start to secrete, that's actually when evaporation begins and then your body starts to cool down. With emotional sweating, that's caused by actually an adrenaline response. So think about, you know, we, we go through different emotions throughout the day, whether that's anxiety, stress, or just general excitement from something. That actually triggers a different set of glands, which are the African glands. Uh, and these glands are a little bit different because they actually secrete a bit more of a waxy, oily uh, sweat that comes through. And what's interesting about them is that they don't actually evaporate as easily, let's say, as the, uh, as the other glands. Uh, but what is the most interesting about it actually is, is that stress gives you three times more sweat. Wow. That's crazy, right? That's like... You said stress gives you wow. three times more? It does. That's fascinating. That's really fascinating. Um, Dr. Henry, now explain then, because we, she just told us about the difference in the two. But what actually happens to your body when you are experiencing anxious sweat and or movement sweat? Yeah, so when we're stressed, when we have like psychological stress, it triggers our fear signal. And so that's our body thinking we have to protect ourselves. So we go into like fight or flight. And so we start releasing all these stress hormones. And so what that does is it gets our blood pressure up. We start to like shunt blood from areas that aren't important, like our skin. That's why the skin can get white. We send that blood to like our our legs, our heart, so we, we can run away. During that process, we're also getting warmer, so we start to sweat. We start to also release that, that stress sweat, that, that apricot sweat. And a part of why we do that, we know we sweat with our, our normal ecrine glands, that watery substance, because it cools, it evaporates, and it cools us down. But anxious sweat, it's actually a little bit of a, a contentious point. You know, we're still trying to completely elucidate why we have anxious sweat, but we believe that it's likely a chemical messenger. So in communities, you would tell others, like, we're in danger, we need to run. And there are some studies showing that if you give women anxious sweat to smell, they actually start to elicit some signs of fear. So it's really, really interesting. We are beautifully made, so... That's fascinating. Sierra, you said not only are you a boss in the household, three children? Three babies. Three babies. Um, but that, then, that is the boss. But, you know, <laughs> mama boss. <laughs> but then also doing it in, in, in the working world, what sweat would you say you experience most? Is it that movement sweat running around after three babies or is it that anxious sweat being on stages, being on carpets, being in front of the public eye? It's both, for sure, because um, my life is a combination of all of that, right? Being at home, running around, being mom, which I love, my favorite job of all, but then also going to the stage and getting ready for live performances or whether it's, you know, going on tour. That's all, like, my life. So I'm constantly a sweat machine, you know. I, my, my world is, like, kind of... There's a lot of opportunities or moments where that can happen for me. So I would say that it's like a hybrid of the two. Um, and when I think about it, because I, I'm committed to all the buckets in my life, you know, it's kind of almost even, um, you know, for the most part. But because, again, now that you have, I have three babies, my kids are relentless. Like, it's just like, God, Doug, like I sit down, I'm like, <laughs> I'm an Uber driver. I'm like, I'm doing, I mean, I'm everything. I'm like, I'm just, I'm all over the place now with my babies and always wanting for things to be on point with them too, right? I can be literally sitting in the chair getting ready for an event 
or going on stage and I'm like going through emails like Future has basketball, you know, Sienna has gymnastics. Like, do we have this in line? They have a dance coming up. Does she have our, I mean, it's like nonstop, you know, in my life. So I do experience a hybrid of both of them. Um, Yeah, I do. Now this question, I'm going to need the audience's feedback. Um, Just quickly, a a show of hands. How many of y'all have been to 6th Street? You know, about four streets from here? 6th Street, night out, night out. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, if you're not raising your hands, it's because you're texting, um, because I know y'all be on 6th Street. Um, Now, based on that, you know, I I, I went to Texas. Dr. Henry, too, went to Texas. So we know about 6th Street. 6th Street usually leads to hangovers. (laughs) And oftentimes, as a result of curing those hangovers, we think, oh, we'll sweat it out. Go to a steam room. Go to a sauna. But Dr. Henry, question for you. Does sweating it out after a long night out, does it actually cure a hangover? Is it a preventative remedy? Talk about that. So that is another common myth. So no, it does not. I know, I'm sorry. But it does not detoxify your body. So sweating does not detoxify your body. Again, sweat is mainly water. So it's salt, you know, some urea, other trace elements, but not toxins, not alcohol. (laughs) So, you know, really our, our kidney, our liver, our intestines does that work. And sweat, unfortunately, does not. Now you're even giving a manual reasons to not have to work out after <laughs> the party night. He's like, nah, I'm good. You know, I ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> um, Connie, let me ask you this, because so many people try to prevent sweat um, by preventing it from their underarms. Mm-hmm. Is that actually safe? Is it safe to try to proactively prevent sweat from your underarms? Well... I'm going to throw it back at you guys, right? So you tell me, how much sweat do you think actually comes from your underarms? Paul, anybody want to raise their hand? Sarah, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say like 35%. Yeah, I'm going to say, I mean, the armpit's pretty small in comparison to the other parts of the bad day. Um, I'm going to say like 26%. 26 Actually, it's only 1%. Yeah, so that's another interesting bit. So it's actually only 1% that is actually secreted from your underarm. So when you think about that and you think of the 2 to 4 million sweat glands that a person has, and again, that varies depending on person, that's a really small, almost negligible amount. So what you're really doing there is just preventing and protecting sweat and together odor. So in that sense, there's hardly anything really that... but. The main problem really is, is the fact that it's your underarms, right? So they're often down, they're occluded. And so that's where moisture, you really start to feel it, which is why you would think, right, more than 20% or so must be coming from the underarm. You know what I think is amazing about that is that she said it's 1% and that 1% can have like a massive impact on our confidence in a day or in a moment or like, that's really fascinating. Yeah, and I think the other myth that I often hear is that, oh, you know, I'm sweating and my sweat stinks, right? I stink. But actually, your sweat doesn't stink. It's actually odorless. But what happens is is that there's really nice and lovely bacteria that's sitting under your underarms that we all have present. And when that bacteria mixes together with your sweat, that's what triggers the odor. And for everybody, our chemical makeup is very different. Emmanuel, yours is different to mine. Sierra's is different to Dr. Henry's. And so people can describe their sweat in different ways. Some people can refer to it as sweet. 
Others think that it's sour. Some people say it's tangy. Or some people say it's onion-like. So that... I don't know, Connie, if I've ever heard um, sweat <laughs> being described <laughs> as fruit. Sweet, tangy. Sweet, tangy, <laughs> onion-like. <laughs> There's a rainbow. <laughs> I got that sweet sweat. <laughs> um, Sarah, a random question just popped in my head. Okay. It popped in my head. I apologize in advance. Uh-oh. Does, um, does dancing in front of people still make you nervous? Yeah, it does. You know what it is for me? It's like the first few seconds, there's nerves. And then once you're just like, I'm here, and I can't, I mean, I can't go anywhere else. I'm here. I got to just, <laughs> you know. Then it's like, all right, let's go. You know, but that first, whoo, it's like, okay, where am I? All right, let's go. And we're going. So, yeah, it does. Does, does the size of the crowd change, like, your nerve and your anxiety? Yes. Like so, funny fact, I feel like this is kind of the common theme. Sometimes the smaller the group, the more nervous I am. It's the weirdest thing. It's, like, massive crew. I'm like, let's go. I'm like, <laughs> small group, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's the weirdest thing. But that kind of happens a lot. I get it. It's almost like... In intimate settings, you can't hide. Mm -hmm. You know you're, what I mean? You're out there. Even, like, it, you're, just, you're just... Yeah, and it, I don't know what it is. It's something psychological. I think sometimes there's a psychological aspect that just triggers sweat, too, right? It's like, you're in your mind. I'm like, get out of my head. Like, get out of my head. Like, you've done this 1,000 times. Literally, you've been on the stage, like, 1,000 times. Why are you still, like, nervous? Get out your head. I have to talk to myself. <laughs> I do. Well, yeah. Y'all know 62% of people, they say that dancing in front of others makes them sweat. 62% of people, they say dancing in front of others makes them sweat. But y'all know me, like, I read a stat, and I'm curious, so I got to put it to the test, shall we? Um, anybody in the audience want to come up here and dance with Sierra? Anybody? 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 Any? Okay, well, you are closest, my friend, so dare you join, uh, join me on stage? Well, you ain't joining me, you join Sierra, I ain't doing nothing. I ain't doing no dance. I'll rip this suit. We're going to uh, dance. Now, your name, my friend. Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Garrett. Hi. How's it going? Good. I'm going to take a nice seat before I get you. caught up dancing. Okay, so what's happening here? We're going to do a little dance, right? So I think the appropriate one is the level up dance. You guys down for the level up dance? Shall we? I choose this one because I do think it's one that mostly everyone can do. Okay, now, I have on a skirt, so I need you to compensate for my lack there because I can't, you know. <laughs> but we can get the arm movement down, okay? okay? So what you're going to do, you're going to take your arm like this. Yep, there you go, diagonal, kind of like that. And then this right arm is the one that's your, uh, uh, level up, level up, level up, level up. Uh, ooh, come on, give it up for Garrett, guys. I, I mean, he just jumped right in there. Now, Garrett, if you want to put some sauce on that thing. Put some know, sauce on it then. You can step with it. Ah, level up, level up, level up. Uh, okay, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, yep, yep, okay, there we go. Is All that right, the right that. kind of sauce, and then Sierra? Is that I, the right I like it. I like okay, it. I like it. I like it. I like that. Okay, so we got that now. And then, so when we play the music, I need you to do that, the same thing we just did, and then put some, give me some umph to it, and I'm going to rock with you, too. You down? All right, so uh, DJ, drop that beat. Five, four, three, two, one. Let go. Level up. Level up. Level 
She didn't teach you that stuff. She did not teach Garrett that stuff. She started freestyling and did not teach Garrett that step. Garrett, phenomenal job. A round of applause for Give Garrett. Give it up for Garrett. <laughs> now, Garrett, we can't let you go. We can't let you go because Connie, now we have to put to test, did Garrett actually break a sweat? Okay, well, first off, Garrett, kudos to you, because I don't know if I could be that brave. I'm okay to sit next to Ciara, but I don't know about dancing, but real kudos to you. So what I've got here is a sweat sensor, right? So I would like you to apply it on a part of your body that you're feeling is, might be a little moist. The PG parts, Garrett, <laughs> the PG parts, please. Where, yeah? Maybe do your underarm? So the sweat, the sweat sensor there will hopefully turn red. Okay, you have to keep it there for a little bit. Yeah, it is turning, it is turning red. red. I see. So it will turn red in the presence of sweat, but not if it's just water, right? So we talked about sweat as a bit of a mixture, right? So it will start to turn red. Now, there were kind oh, there it is. Yeah, it starts to turn red. Yeah, sure, do it the other side. <laughs> Apply yourself all over. <laughs> But basically what we've shown here is that indeed you started to sweat. And there were two reasons for that. So let's think about first, there was the movement. I mean, he came on stage, he started to learn the moves, started to do dance, his temperature started to go up, things felt a little hot. Uh, and so his body started to trigger its sweat glands, right? Which then to bring him back to equilibrium and start cooling him off. Okay, Garrett, we're good. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we're okay oh, yeah. there. there. You might want to discard that That's one, crazy. Connie. You might want to get a new one. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> All you. All you. Right? And then after that, you know, that was one part. The other thing, obviously, is it's anxious, right? It's being on stage with Sierra. So that also triggered your other set of glands. And together, that combined to make your body sweat. A lot. A lot. Well done. DJ, can we get, like, the level up music back as he walks off? Can we? I know I'm... I'm just doing this off top of my head. I know you're not prepared at all, but I like walk off stage music, like walk on stage music. So if it's not possible, it's fine. I'll cry, but I will get over it. You know, Sierra's. We a can singer. all just do it, you know, Grammy, together. You know, all love the love. things. Love it up. Yeah, there we like, go. <laughs> it is her song, right? She could just give it up. Thank Garrett. you so much. Round of applause. Woo! Sierra, that extra move though. Like you, you didn't teach him to. You ain't teach him to. No, you know what? We were in our rhythm, Garrett. We were we were in our zone. So I said, let me just toss a little, just a little, a little extra, a little extra, a little you extra know, some, some. Yeah. Um, incredible, incredible. Also, by the way, you know what makes me so envious about dancers? Dancers just be dancing. Like dancers just hear a beat and they just start dancing. We was backstage, they was playing music, and Sierra just starts jigging. I'm like Sierra. That's a talent that you're just showing off, and I am jealous. Um, so, no, thank you for that, Garrett. Thank you for that. Okay, let's now talk about what makes America sweat. We just saw what made Garrett sweat. Let's talk about what in the world makes America sweat. Three out of four people, they lose confidence due to sweat. Dr. Henry, as a dermatologist, seeing people who come into your office probably very perturbed by the concept of sweating. Yes. I'm sure they get Botox to avoid sweating. I'm sure they do other things to avoid sweating. How does that make you feel when you hear stats like, man, 75% of people, like they, they, they don't enjoy that aspect of sweating? You know, it, it, it feels real. That's what I'm seeing. You know, patients are coming in. It, it breaks their confidence. And, you know, I'm in New York City, Manhattan, New York, which is 
all the high achievers. <laughs> so everyone's stressed about something. It's a talk or, you know, driving in New York makes me sweat. Um, so I, it, it matters. And so it really like heightens my alarm and my alertness and my desire to have more tools for them. So to have the right antiperspirant, to have the right lasers in the office or whatever they need, because it's a real and common problem. I got a question for really the audience. Granted, y'all don't have mics. Y'all can't talk back. I know. I'm sorry. Especially y'all in the front row. I love y'all smiles. Um, question for the audience, but really question for panelists. Can you all guess the top sweat trigger in America? Top sweat trigger. Top sweat trigger. Before you answer that, it was a rhetorical question. Uh -huh. Sex. <laughs> Sex is the top sweat trigger in America. I know. Fix your jaw. I was shocked, too. Um, sex is a top sweat trigger in America. Now, not the literal act of having sex, although I'm sure. Anyway. But it's just the, it's the thought of having sex. It's like the, that anxiety wow. that, that stems around that. And then, Sierra, taking it a step even further, it's 69% of people say they get nervous around, like, meeting the opposing person's family. Yeah, yeah. Are you surprised when you hear like that statistic? Well, um, that number one, um, you know, hearing about the realm, um, you know, that was like, wow. Oh, hearing about the what exactly? Realm. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it like that. That's a mom and me on that realm. But, you know, you just said what it was. Um, that was very fascinating for me. I was like, wow. Like, I did not expect that to be the number one trigger. Um, I can see people getting nervous, you know, before going on their first date you know, or getting ready for a job interview or, you know, the little things that can have significant impact on our lives and our everyday lives. Like going on a job interview is very important for you. It's such a big deal, right? And to know that people could walk in not as confident for that moment that they need to go and like rock and execute. It's like, that's why I really wanted to be, you know, a big part of this campaign too, because I also got to educate myself. I'm like, you deserve to have the opportunities that are out there for you. You deserve to have the love that is waiting for you on the other side. We're not going to let sweat stop a show. Yeah. Like, it's just not an option. So understanding those things, like, it was, like I said, the round was very like, whoa, I didn't know that would be number one. But at the same time, you know, it was kind of shocking to know how many people or to know a lot of people, you know, would lack, could lack confidence before special moments and really important moments in their lives that they deserve to experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, come for the conversation about sweat. Stay for Sierra making the... <laughs> I, I got to rehearse it. I have to rehearse it. Um, Connie, let me go to you on the far end. When you hear these, these kind of studies, knowing how much you've committed to this research and to this development, what do you think, what do you feel when you hear, like, Man, one, sex is the biggest sweat trigger. Two, a room full of people trigger sweat for 62% of people. How much does that enhance your urgency around these matters? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Is It's people's confidence, right? Each and every day, it's about approaching life with really no limit and having your confidence to go about your every day. Um, and I think when you're confident... You stand up a little taller, you feel a little bit better, and you can really engage with the person next to you. And as I said, it's those, it's the reason why I'm in this industry. If you can raise someone's confidence, their health, their well-being, you know that you're making a change. Even if it's just to make that day a little bit better for them, that's what you absolutely want to do, which is why we're in it.
Yeah. So good. You want to live your best life. Mm-hmm. You got to live your best life. Sierra, you know what I found is like confidence, at least in L.A. I live in L.A. now. I moved from Austin to Hollywood two and a half years ago. Confidence changes everything. Like, a a lot of people are talented. I think that everybody sitting here under the sound of all of our voices, incredibly talented. But it's not necessarily your talent that will dictate the outcome of your life. I believe that your attitude, it'll dictate your altitude. So, like, your attitude will dictate how high you go. So, what I found is, like, that confidence, it is everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, confidence is, like, key. You know, you can seal the deal, you know, with confidence, right? When you, um, when you, when you walk in with a certainty and like you're, you're very sure about what you're going after, you're more than likely to get a deal done, to close a deal, or to have a great performance or whatever that moment is. You're more than likely to show up and like really rock it when you have confidence. Let me ask you this question because this is one of my favorite questions to ask people and we all have the honor of being joined by so many brilliant minds on stage but an incredibly accomplished person in you, Sierra. Was there a moment in your life where the confidence switched? Was there a performance? Was there a award you received? Was it a Grammy? Was there a song? Was there a particular moment over the course of Sierra's life where it was like, you know what? I'm I'm that I'm that woman. I'm that girl. I'm that boss. I'm that girl. You know, when I was young. Um, no, um, honestly, for me, um, I, I think it took me some time to really fully like be in my like confident, like full confident shoes. And to be honest with you, I think true womanhood did that to me. Um, Define true woman. So, you know, when you're young, you're like looking forward to being 18. You're looking forward to being 21. But the year of 30 for me was like, I was loving where I was at. I, that was like the year of like ultimate confidence for me. I had lived a good bit of life for the most part, you know, still young. But I had gone through enough to like uh, good and bad to like give me wisdom. Like the wisdom that we gain in life to me gives you confidence, right? There's something about being able to embrace it. Like I'm at a, I was at a moment where I could also say I'm, you know, really grateful for the successes in my life, but I'm also grateful for the failures in my life. And there's something about that that is a part of confidence. Being vulnerable, and I always talk about this, to me is a great, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you also give yourself opportunity to become more confident because you grow through that vulnerability. So I think when I became 30, that was huge for me. Like there was something about like, I'm like, I'm, I'm really comfortable in my skin. Like there's no more questions about like, who I am, like pretty much for the most part. And that was a significant moment in my life that I was like, I'm at my ultimate confidence space. Like, you know, I walk with a different step. There's a little bit more of a different pep in my step. There's a bit more of a uprightness of my shoulders and how I, my head is held high in a room. Like I went through, I had all those things happening at one time when I turned 30. So yeah. Y'all better not fear turning 30. We got some young ones in the crowd. Y'all better not shy away from that big <laughs> Don't fear oh. it. Run near it. <laughs> um, Connie, let's, let's transition talking a little bit more about the technology because clearly South by Southwest, it's about tech. South by Southwest, it is about um, the advancement of superior technology. Like everyone is here because, one, they want to figure out what's the latest, what's the newest, what's the best. So let's talk about the best. Um, what technology goes into creating this superior sweat solution? 
Well, first, let me start off by talking a little bit about what the difference between an antiperspirant and deodorant is. I'm sure there's some of you here in the audience and also on the panel that are wondering, well, hang on, what's the difference? Should I use one over the other? Well, with an antiperspirant, it's really there to protect you against sweat and odor, right? And we talked about that in terms of the sweat is odorless, but the sweat is odorless, but feeds off the bacteria to create the odor. Um, so that's what an antiperspirant does is protect you against sweat and both odor. But a deodorant is really there only to deodorize you, right? So it really just covers things up or tries to. Now, some will be more effective than others. And again, that's really dependent on consumer choice, right? So some are more efficacious than others. Uh, and that really depends on the ingredients that are in the product because consumers are also looking for different things in their products, different ingredients. So there's a plethora of solutions that are out there. Uh, but what I'm most excited about is actually what we're doing uh, with Unlimited, right? So this is our latest and greatest, uh, and it truly is. So Unlimited by degree. And what's so special about this is that it is a first of its kind and something that actually we've been working on for close to three decades in terms of science and technology that would really surprise a lot of people. And it's there to protect you uh, in terms of sweat and odor. It's available in both a stick and a dry spray. Uh, and what's, what's so special about it is actually what's the combination of technology that we've actually put into it, which we actually we're calling Smart Adapt. Uh, because why? It adapts to heat, it adapts to stress, and it adapts to movement. So when we've included two things. One is obviously the active that is present. Uh, and that's something that we've been working on, as I told you, for a number of years to bring that. And that is one of the most powerful that we have in terms of protecting you from sweat and odor because it's creating a very fine uh, micro barrier under your underarm. Again, we talked about it being 1%, but it really is that micro barrier which is not allowing as much of that sweat to come through. The other thing that we've done is also the fragrance that we've added to it. So it's what we're calling a dual encapsulated fragrance. Uh, so they're little tiny micro capsules that are present and there's basically two of them in there and they do different things. One is it protects you against the odor. So once your body starts to produce moisture, once it starts to produce uh, or it senses movement, these micro capsules start to burst. And that's what starts to protect you from the odor. And at the same time, a fragrance comes. So you feel that fragrance throughout the day as you keep moving. So it's so great as you're walking and you're feeling that temperature rise and poof, right? Like there comes the fragrance. The other thing that I do really love about this range is that it's gender neutral, which is also really, really important. And right now, personally, I'm loving uh, the marine variant. So if you haven't tried it, I think go out there and try it. But if you want to, you know, take a look at a video that actually we've prepared for you, I think on the screen, uh, you'll see our revolutionary active technology. So it's a little covered, but what you see on the left side is, uh, our new is our active, and on the right side is ordinary. And you see what has happened. It's formed that micro barrier, and when the test tube flipped over, which contained the blue solution was the sweat, it actually didn't penetrate through and kept you dry versus actually on the left side, which was conventional. Wow. That's so good. I mean, I just have to tell you guys, I've been a huge degree fan for years. So this is my second time working with the brand and this stuff really works. Like 
it was the solution to all the problems, all the sweat problems. You know, so um, I just want to say that because I think that's also really important to share. You know, there is this thing that you get when you have that confidence and that security. And, you know, like whether it's from red carpet to ripping and running from literally dropping my kids off and trying to have all that stuff together to then going into a meeting. There's nothing better than being prepared. Like that's one of my greatest fears in life is like being unprepared. And so there's nothing better than feeling prepared and feeling that confidence. So I do want to say that. This stuff is amazing. And, and I just want to echo that. I love it. I love Maureen as well. But I also love that it's gender neutral. That's so important. That's a big conversation with my patients. Like, you don't want to feel locked into an aisle. You want to feel like it's made for everyone. We're all human. We all sweat. It's all necessary. And so I love that. That, that inclusion is really important. Yeah. Um, before we go on, uh, Fiona and Adam, if we are taking questions, just let me know. Um, are we taking questions? A couple questions from the audience. Can we, get a, can we get them a mic? Or you can just yell to me. You'll yell, I'll repeat the question. <laughs> go for it. The question was, does what you eat cause you to smell differently when you sweat? Dr. Henry, I'll go to you for that one. It can, you know, <clears throat> you know, certain cuisines, especially more pungent odors like onions, garlic, we can kind of sweat out a little bit of that, that odor. And so, yes, you can. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I got a mic now. Uh, all right. <laughs> so the, there's another question. Why do some people sweat a lot more than others? And why do people smell more than others? Ooh, why do, Dr. Henry, let me go back yeah. to you for we'll, that. We'll, we'll tag team that one, you know. Again, as um, Connie said, we all have varying, <clears throat> pardon, varying numbers of, of sweat glands. We have varying, varying levels of activity. Our hormonal levels are different. So sweating is a really unique experience, and it's based on so many different um, factors in our life and our, our lifestyle. Um, so, yeah, it's quite varied. I have patients that are sweating completely, and there's a condition called hyperhidrosis where they are genetically programmed to sweat more, and they sweat from their scalp and their hands and every part of their body, and I end up using all sorts of solutions to tackle that. So it's, there's a lot of variation in how we sweat. Yeah, and I would say just to add to that, um, like as I said, everyone sweats, right? So whether you're a light, medium, or heavy sweater, it happens. Uh, but what is also different is those who are actually fitter, right? So they, yeah. it's a common myth that, okay, well, if I'm fitter, I must sweat less. Well, actually, you sweat a lot more. Uh, and the reason for that is, is that your body is able to do more, right? And so the fitter you are, you take on more, you push yourself further, uh, and your body basically needs to ramp up and start to get you back down to cooling yourself down so those who are fit are actually sweat a bit more. See, I have a question for you. Um, because some people sweat, but then the people I'm most envious of, they glisten. You know, you know, y'all know those people in the weight room where it's like, wait a second, how do you look better right now after you just got off the treadmill? Do you sweat or do you glisten? Like, where are you at, Sierra? Which one, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you just finished a, an hour-long workout. Yeah. Sweat, glisten. <laughs> sweat, glisten. First of all, you girls are so sweet <laughs> saying she glistens. I sweat. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, you could try to turn the glisten into something cute, but when I work out, I mean, I'm a hot mess, um, you know, but I love working out. I don't mind it. I've learned to be comfortable with that. Um, but also, you know, when I got my degree on, I don't sweat as much. Just saying. 
plug. Um, no, but yeah, no, I, I, um, I sweat. I sweat. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. When I work out, I'm cool sweating. Like, I don't want to sweat at any other time of the day. But when I work out, I put on a hoodie. I put on another sweatshirt because I'm like, my intention at this point in time is to sweat. I don't even think there's any scientific evidence that like I burn more calories when I'm sweating. But I'll be trying to sweat when I work out. Um, and let me go back to an audience question. All right, we only have time for uh, one more because we're getting tight. But uh, what are some of the skincare issues that NFL players deal with? And what are the current solutions? So this one's for Emmanuel. It's fascinating. Um, well, yeah, I played in the National Football League for four years. Me and Russ actually were the same draft class. Um, Russ, not to be confused with Russell Wilson. Um, <laughs> so um, I would probably say we do not do one of two things. We're not proactive about sweat a la using technology like degree. I don't think like we are proactive enough about antiperspirants. We're not proactive enough about pre preventative measures. And then secondarily, I just don't think we realize the benefits of skin care, realizing the benefits of all these different solutions. Um, and we don't have the cognition of like being in the audience like you all are, mm -hmm. like listening to what is the latest, what is the best, what is the newest, what is the most advanced. Um, I don't think that there's enough foresight uh, on matters like that. We only have maybe five more minutes and I wanna spend it as the most valuable time possible for y'all in the audience. This is about living without limits. Like Sierra, that's what we are here for, not only talking about why we should care about sweat, but also like how we can live beyond our fears, beyond sweat, beyond our anxiety. Sierra, let me come to you first. When you hear the phrase live without limits, what's that mean to you? Man, I mean, that's, that's how I wanna live. I want to live life without limits. You know, I want to make sure that when it's all said and done, I've lived my best life. Like, that girl came, she saw, she conquered. That girl came, and she did what she came to do. Um, you know, I think it's important. I think that, you know, that's the only way to live. You want to maximize all the gifts that God gave you. That's me. I'm, you know, I'm spiritual. So I believe in, like, let me make sure I'm maximizing my full self. Like, there's so much more that I know I can do. There's so much that I know I'm capable of. And I want to make sure I'm tapping into that. Like, whether it's how I serve in my house as a mom, how I love my husband, you know, also when I go out to grind, like I know I'm doing it for a lot of the girls, all, all of the, a lot of the girls that look up to me, you know, all over the world. Like, they, I want, when they see me to see that I can do that too. My daughter, when she sees me, she should know I can do that too, right? Why not you? Like, that's how I am. So to me, living life without limits is really, you know, doing everything that you're fully capable of and doing it at the highest level possible and, you know, being proud with that. You know, I want to, I, I want to be proud of the work that I do. Like, it's important that I know I gave my all. I can be proud of that. Um, so those are some things that I think of when it comes to living life without limits, really being able to be your full self, making sure that you're being your full self. If you're in a situation that doesn't allow you to be your full self, get out that situation and get in the situation that allows you to be your full self. All those things to me matter. Like you're the company that you keep. Who do you surround yourself with? What do you feed yourself every day? What are you watching? What are you reading? Like all these things matter. Like, and I want to live life at the highest level, I'm always going to keep trying to level up, and I'm going to go and get what gets what get what's mine. So yeah, that's me. I love that. That was yeah. a word. That was a word. That was yeah. We can clap for that. We can clap for that. We can clap for that. Um, 
Sorry, I listen when people speak. Let me come back to you very quickly. Um, the operative word you said in my mind was you want to do things that you're proud of. Yeah. What would you say, because you've accomplished so much on stage, off stage, what is Sierra most proud of? You know, if you would have asked me years ago what success looked like when I was a baby, I would say I want this award and this award and this award. And those things have kind of become secondary. I am proud of the mom that I am to my babies. That is like a blessing. I don't take it for granted being able to have given birth to my precious babies. Um, I'm proud of the woman that I believe I am in my household too. You know, I, um, there's something about that love that I get to give to my family and they give it back to me. Obviously, that's my, my, I say I have three babies. My husband's my biggest baby, so I have four. Um, you know. Tell him you said that. <laughs> oh, he knows it. He knows it. <laughs> you know, all of my, they're all my, my babies. So I'm, I'm just proud of who I'm becoming, who I've become and who I'm becoming on a day-to-day basis as a woman. Yeah, that's what I would say. Incredible. Um, Dr. Henry, live without limits. What's it mean to you? Ah, it means, um, you know, having the confidence to conquer your fears. You know, it sounds trite, but I think everything good is on that, that the other side of fear and, you know, persistence beats resistance. So having the confidence to really look at that fear and move in that direction is, is so important. Um, for me, I started a, a medical practice during COVID and everyone told me, you can't do it. It's awful. You're, you're a woman. You're doing this alone. You can't. And, you know, really having that confidence to push through has been one of the most gratifying things for me. So it's, it's having that confidence to look fear in the face and move forward. Connie, same question. What's Live Without Limits mean to you? For me, it's also getting out there and trying something new. And so not feeling that you can't do it, but just giving it a try. So, you know, when I turned 40, uh, I'm a huge tennis fan. And I said, but why am I not out there playing? And so I joined a league. I started playing with other women who are my age, sometimes younger, I have to say, over 18. Uh, and so I picked up a new skill and I just got out there. And I've had so much fun doing it. I push myself every day uh, when I'm able to get out there and play. And I just think it's important. Pick up something new. Try it. You'll never know unless you do it. Well, I would, I would just add to all of the brilliant words said here is like, do not let um, your confidence hold you back. I think that everybody is destined for something great. I think that everybody has something uniquely great inside of them. And it's just a matter of figuring out how to get what is uniquely great and what you've been uniquely gifted with inside of you, um, outside of you. Remembering that that attitude of yours, it will determine the altitude of where you go. Thank you all for listening to this conversation. Round of applause for the panelists, please. So good. Thank you. This was fun. This was great. Super fun. And you know, can I say something? It's International Women's Month, so I just look at these ladies to my left and I love hearing, like, you talk about starting your business during COVID. That is not easy for anyone. I know all about oh. that. Oh, Lord. Um, you know, and then, Connie, hearing you speak about just, like, how, intel- how, how smart you are, how brilliant you are. And I love hearing women speak in the space of tech. There's something really, like, sexy about that. So I just thought I'd shout the ladies out and all the ladies, of course, in the room. So, fellas, yeah. Thank you. Ladies. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you.